Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's time for Seminal Headlines, featuring Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron, Managing Editor Ira Chauffel, and Senior Writer Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, Pistols and Pies, starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. The Seminal Headlines begins right now, a few seconds late. But that's not on Director Matthew, that's that's on a bug in the system that there was no panic. No panic around these parts. There's Ira. There's Corey. We're all here. It's game week. Welcome in. Good to be with you. Has anybody been fired yet? Well, if it's up to him, it's about to happen because I can see the frustration on Director Matthew's face, and he's a calm dude. He's got a quick trigger finger. When he, once he goes, once uh, he hits the red that's line, it. Yeah. people's that's heads are rolling. Wrap. Zero that's to a hundred, just like that. Uh, <laughs> it is game week. Welcome in. It's exciting. Our thanks to Register Sausage. Yay, sausage! Got to be cooking up the sausage this week, right? I mean, celebration time, boys. No doubt. Corey, what are you? Uh, what's going to be your sausage of choice on game day? The, the andouille? Yeah, man, come on. Andouille are probably uh, I'm not, well. No, it's andouille. There's uh, or andouille, I mean, whichever it, it, one it you is. want. And I like andouille. I know you're more of an andouille fan, but yeah, I did that to cater to you. Yeah, uh, that 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 stuff is legit. And I feel like it's uh, maybe I'll save it for New Orleans. I feel like it's more festive for New Orleans. You can go with the jalapeno cheddar, which is a quality, quality play, choice, or yeah. the regular old-fashioned man, the regular just pork sausage goodness. I'm thinking about. I was going to ask, ask you guys if you want to come over Friday evening after the happy hour show that you mm. guys are having over the corner pocket. Well done. That's see the way to you, work that in there. See if you guys wanted to come over to house, maybe have a couple beverages. But I don't know, man. It's hard once Corey's in the CP. It's hard to get him back out of the CP. You pretty you need much a lasso. There. You need yeah. a lasso. You need so, a rodeo clown or something to get me out of there. Jimbo, we used to have him dancing to the uh, house music. Remember, <laughs> yeah, it was great. Right. But could I tell you, if I had some registers cooking up on the grill? I still need some beverages to drop coming? off the red stripe hey, for you. I, I mean, I wasn't going to say anything. No, I was. I mean, I still need to get by and drop off some red stripes and have a cold one with you, man. In honor of the uh, mm-hmm. Orioles taking two out of three from the Buckos. But maybe, Ira, if that's your question, maybe we will come over Friday night for a little yeah. uh, pregame. It's it's Here it needs go. to be a tradition. That's we what, we've never yes. done it. And this team has been horrific for five years. <laughs> We've got to start switching up some traditions, and maybe it's Friday night at Ira's house before the, before season the opener. opener. Yeah. yeah, we can get loose. It's fine. My dad comes into town. Would he be allowed to uh, swing by, too? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. How about Actually, you guys can stay at CP. We'll just have my dad swing in. Yeah. Just bring your dad by. Your dad he's can spend the night. Well, he's going to come by <laughs> to CP as well. <laughs> Good. 
Good. We're all there. We'll hoist a Guinness and we'll make enjoy. Kim sleep on the couch. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to cuddle up Mr. to Mr. Mr. Cameron. Cameron's here. Hey, what yeah. are we supposed to do, Kim? Uh, Tell me a bedtime story. Good times. Good times. I just got done. Uh, you guys were at practice. I interviewed Matt Moscona from ESPN 104.5 in Baton Rouge in New Orleans and uh, as well. He's in three places, Alexandria, New Orleans, and Baton Rouge. Really, really good guy. Good guy to talk to. His insights were greatly appreciated. That will be up on the site tomorrow. I didn't know he covered Duquesne. Doesn't. No, mm. that's what I LSU said. It's like, game, when do we yeah. talk to the Duquesne guy, man? Yeah. Like, Not that's happen, crazy. But we'll get that up and we'll have that interview. We'll probably use it for uh, next week as well. So we got uh, some insight. We went segment group by segment group. You're right. I should hyper focus on Duquesne. I listened to a little bit of one of his podcasts, like last week, I guess, after their scrimmage that they got yeah, to watch, yeah, yeah. which is cool. Brian Kelly reaching out to How about the local that? media. Oh, Brian Kelly. Good mm. job, man. I hope that's a more commonplace around college football. Is it Matt? Is it yeah, Matt? Matt Moscona, yeah. He sounded a little bullish about the Tigers. Well, here's what I think. I, I bet them on the over this year uh, on their win total because I just think not having a lunatic at the helm is helpful. Yeah. Um, they had I, – I was telling Corey before the you know before we came on. The production meeting that you missed. W- well, everybody who watched the draft had to have been scratching their head. They had 10 players get drafted, and they finished with six wins. Second so, only to Georgia, right? Yeah, I mean, you're sitting there looking at uh, Ed Orgeron like, what the hell, brother? And they have, and this is where I worry for Florida State. Now, they're, conversely, they're worried about some things too. But Wardron was worried about some other things. Ed was worried about ladies at the gas station. Well, you, you know, <laughs> whatever it might be. Yeah, Ed had worries at all times. But I, I, the thing is, they had real talent there, and they still do. The cupboard is not bare. He inherits a really good situation at wide receiver. I think they have the best, second best receiving core in the SEC. He's got a good situation on the defensive line, where three of those guys are projected to go in the first three rounds. So that, that's, that's a pretty good one-two punch. They have some question marks in the offensive line. They feel pretty good, obviously, uh, about the backfield, even with the suspension of, of Emory. Uh, so I, I just I think Jaden Daniels is going to win the job at quarterback for them is what it sounds like talking to him today, too. Uh, I think that the main thing is their offensive line, and I think Florida State will be worried about its offensive line, not because it's not better. It's a lot better, but that's a real good defensive line they're facing. So that'll be a fun game. Yeah, and we'll break down Duquesne here shortly, Corey. It's gonna be I mean, right. I, don't, I don't even know what we're You don't like the doing. way we're just summarily dismissing Duquesne? No, it's, game, it's, it's Duquesne week, man. It's not LSU week. we got all the time in the world to talk about LSU. Well, not <laughs> that much because we'll be in New Orleans. Yeah, we don't have a of lot of time. But still, man, we got you'd think we'd have learned our lesson last year. No. Right? No. It was our fault. I also I mean, didn't break down the UMass game that Florida State played. And uh, no, man, it's it's okay. I'm just saying it's we okay. did the same thing last year. I mean, I feel like no, we it's not the same about, thing at all. I think it's more about Florida State this week. Is what I should say. I think every week it's about it's more about them. It's more about us than who Florida State is. Are you playing. running out of that tunnel on Saturday? But Thanks, I'm saying coach. I'm yeah. doing the Norvell speak. But yeah. literally, I think it's more just about Florida State. Like, how good is Florida State going to be? Well, we won't know because they beat Duquesne. Let's hope. So I mean, let's hope. Corey, what do you think the score? We, I've we already, score we, we've established this situation. I was giving away 24 points last week in the first half if you want it. This is not a game. It's yeah. not much of a game. They'll work out communication. That'll help out a lot. Like just I'm talking about coaches working out communication, subbing guys in and out, all those kinds of things that happen on game day that can be chaotic. They're not going to figure anything out about who they are physically. Not in this game. No. Would this be a cat four maintained? <laughs> Like what? This is, a, this is a tropical depression. Hey, I will tell you, every home opener is in a weird way all a right. bit of a cat something, right? <laughs> it is the home yeah. owner opener. There are people all around this great state and in the region in general that have been longing to get back together around a tall, cold one and some delicious eats like Register Sausage. Correct. Mm. 
outside Doak Campbell Stadium where they have the smells, the fresh cut grass, the smell of the barbecue, and a uh, lightning delay. Now, see, now here's you. Well, there you go. You're going to undercut a celebration? It's, it's, it's late August, man. What's he was painting a beautiful tapestry yeah. of college well, I was, football yeah, I, was, I, I threw a, a dash this, of reality This is what it. it is, right? Yeah. This is where you go and you get to hang out. You got the TV up. You're hanging out. You got the music. People throwing around, playing cornhole, drinking. Good to see you, Bob. It's been six months. How the hell are you? You know, all of it. It's right there. It's glorious. Why so. cornhole? Like, where did that name come from? Yeah, I know you can't help but think, well, you want to say hey now every time Because some says people, it. I think they call it like bag toss or something. No. It's like oh, the hey, official well. name. Well, that's not much better. <laughs> You're right. You're right. But That's not the route we're going. <laughs> cornhole. There's no corn involved. I mean, I get the whole part, but where does the corn come from? Mm. Is it the or is it corn seeds? Maybe yeah. back on the farm, you play with corn. You're yeah. throwing corn through a hole Man. in a piece yeah, of wood. That's food. Yeah, well, you don't throw my food Guys, into a you're hole. Not, you're not making situations any better. Yeah. <laughs> How about a game of salad tossing, everybody? Let's <laughs> yeah, go. Here we right. go. I mean, what, what are we doing? I'm going to look up how Cornhole got it. Hide the sausage. <laughs> yeah. Cornhole seems really quite acceptable. Might, <laughs> might be our best option. So, anyhow, that's what's going to happen this Saturday. The celebration, friends getting back together, the return of football, and what we hope is Florida State embarking on a season to remember. And I was saying yesterday on the show that I think – a lot of times when you turn the corner from being not a very good program or a program that's been mired in something below mediocrity these last several years, uh, the second you have a season that gives you a glimpse, that provides that hope again, like we go back to 2010, what, that season was fun. That was a great season because everybody could see the writing on the wall like, oh, this is, this is going to get turned around. We're, we're, Florida State's moving in the right direction. They need a few more hosses in here. Got to you know step it up in recruiting, get some depth. But they got some dudes now, and I think this could act as that season, that type of season. Florida State's not elite. I don't like Florida State to finish any better than third in the Atlantic. I uh, if I had to pick it today, I'll just give you a clue. I'm picking LSU to beat us, but I think we'll beat Louisville. So I, I, that's the route I would go on those two games that we keep circling. I would probably lean towards Florida State beating Louisville. But it can be a season where you win eight games and you begin to see that it's the division that Mike Norvell and his staff have and that depth that we talk about of talent and the four being raised. It could all be on display this this year and, and we're starting but Saturday. Probably it's starting Saturday, but right, like I was thinking about this and I think we've talked about it before. Like the, other than like negative stuff, there's nothing you're gonna take away from the Duquesne game no. that like gives you shouldn't that I think and it's it's kind of unfair, but it's just the reality of it. If if Florida State has 560 yards of offense. It's going to be well. It's a one double. I don't know, man. I think what people you, are, are gonna so do? hungry, man. I think people. No, I think to people see will a Florida be happy. State football team. No, they'll be score happy. Points, but you can't really extrapolate. Or right. there will be a lot of people in their minds doing the gymnastics. Like, well, we can't. It's Duquesne. So if you beat them 55 to 11, sure. it's like, well, it was Duquesne. Now, if you beat them 28 to 20. Right. That's where you have the. Oh, that's we where got you a real take problem. A lot out, that's yeah. where you take a lot out of the game is if you struggle or limp around now, a bit. Th- that's realistic. But again, I don't think this program's at a point where anybody against anybody, people are like taking it for granted. If you go out and score fifty or sixty points, well, I just think it was people. The UMass game last year, they did because yeah, that was an awful team, but that was in the middle of the season. Yeah, and you knew, for, and opening you, with a win is a season would be opener. Incredible. Exactly. If you have a season opener where you score a bunch of points, it at least gives you a good feeling. Yeah. Going and, you, and you'll be realistic. I think most people are going to be realistic. Some people won't. They'll think, okay, we're going to roll past LSU. But again, I just think there is something good about those opening, and you've been saying it for six years or seven years, whatever they've been in this streak, play somebody you can beat in the first yeah. week. Yeah. And that 
it just changes kind of it, – it continues the excitement that you're talking about in yeah. preseason, gives you something going. going Now, you know, if you go out and get drubbed in week two, that's all gone. Yeah. But I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think they're going to get drubbed. I, I think that's a close game against LSU. They could win it. They could win it just because I would – as if we sit here today, if I placed a bet, I'd place it on LSU. That's because you talked to Matt and he's hyping up LSU. No, yeah. well, in order yeah, to why talk – You, talk you should have turned him around. Yeah, talk to Floyd. Talk to your, talk to your man Bar None. He'd I get, talk to him all the time. Here's the thing. Uh, and I'll be maybe I'll turn Matt around tomorrow. I'm on his show. There you go. But, but here's what I'll tell you: yeah, Matt's gonna be like, "Oh crap, the yeah, nose are loaded." Yeah, real problem. No, <laughs> here's the deal. In order to do the interview, I did. I got in the depths of the reading, man. I wanted to see what all was there. And here's what you realize: and this has little to do with scheme, and little to do with what I think we're gonna try to do to beat LSU, and what I think they're gonna do, where the mismatches are, and all that. It made you really realize Ed Orgeron was a clown. Like, such a short time removed from winning that national championship and having the greatest offensive season in college football history, he turned that place into a zoo. And and the reason I say that is when I went back through and saw that they had 10 players drafted and then I looked at the recruiting rankings from the last five years and saw the stockpiling of talent, that's where I got a little concerned. They didn't lose because they weren't good. Oh, for they sure. lost because he was an idiot. And they quit on him. They quit on him. And... When you go back through and start looking at, I if you, there's a lot of sites that obviously do the do a good job of projecting guys off this team or any team for that matter that have a chance to be drafted, right? So you look at like draft eligible players, the guys where they would go. LSU's got a lot of guys sure. that are well thought of by the NFL. Florida State's got a couple right now, so you just, you're just looking at a talent disparity but, right but, now. But what I do think is, if you're if you're looking at Florida State and the positives for Florida State is, I think they're a more complete team. They don't have the stars, I think, that LSU right, has. Right. But I think because it's year three, I think they've done a better job of shoring up their deficiencies. LSU, the fact that they're moving offensive linemen around like two weeks into camp, that's not a great sign. And they apparently they're struggling at center. They're having a, several issues. They moved of, their tackle to center the other day, and he's an experienced player, but he hasn't done a lot of snapping. Uh, so I'm just saying it's it, it, there could, Florida State could take advantage of some weaknesses that LSU has, whereas LSU has some strengths that FSU can't match. But I think FSU might be more competent in those situations. I, so we'll see. I think it's gonna. Be, I just think it's gonna be a good game. I'll be honest. I, I'm fearful again that we're. It's a little too much LSU talk. <laughs> I don't care, man. I don't care about. I don't care. Other than their uh, running back is apparently going to be suspended for the first two games, which is is very good news for Florida State. Man, I'm all. I'm I'm all eyes on Duquesne. By the way, well, why don't trivia. you break down Duquesne? Yeah, why don't you for tell us, us what we should be looking so at? So here Duquesne. is the thing about Duquesne: uh-huh. the, the coach is in his 18th year, yeah. which is bizarre. That doesn't happen a lot at Old that level. Oh, Schmitty! So they do. Got a hell of a run against Sacred Heart going. They, they do have like a program in place. This is not UMass. Like this is a better team than UMass by far, and in mm. fact, it's probably a better team than Jacksonville State was last no, year. No, no, they're Trust not. yourself. They, they would, no, they're not. They're, they're, how they, about this? They're, no, they're not. Jacksonville State had more and more athletes, but and, Jacksonville State was three and nine last year. That was a bad Jacksonville State. Put Jacksonville State against their schedule. Yeah, Corey, probably it's not seven close. and five. It's not, it's, it's not, it is not, close. It's Jacksonville close. State was. It's not close. You're talking out of your ass. It's not close. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, all of a sudden, he's an expert on one double A football too. Oh, go the, look they, up they Duquesne. Lost, their coach got fired in the middle go. of the season. You're so, not. You're arguing something completely different. But my po- I'm arguing talent for talent. Jacksonville State was I'm way better than team, Duquesne. Team for team, a team that is a program, a team that's a program. Take the 24 that, points. That Ta- I'm going to give you 24 points. Take him. No, no, no. Is that your just answer everything? Is that your answer to everything? Is just just 24 points? I'm 21 calling points? you out. It's a You're bluffing. I'm giving you points. I'm what am I you, bluffing? You, I just said they were going to win 55 to 11. 
Well, then why are you trying to tell me that they're on par with Jacksonville State? They're not on they par are with a, Jacksonville they State. They are a less talented football team by than, the far. One you're, than the one you're playing, than, than you are. Duquesne is much less talented than Florida State is. It's but not even close. My point is they are a pro- they are a program. The guy's been there. He's established. They have okay, a scheme. Okay. They have defense. That's all I'm saying. They're a competent. They're a competent, <laughs> poor, untalented football team. I can't wait till we're going to be in the press box. Jacksonville State was a talented, <laughs> incompetent, incompetent football team. If that somehow won that game. If it's going to be like within ten points at halftime, Corey's going to be. I try, I try to tell Buddy, him. I'm, I try I'm to tell not. Him. This, is this is what happens. I wasn't even making that point. I'm just saying that Duquesne does have. It's not a guy that's on his way up. He's been there for 18 years, and they win games. They win games up there in that conference, but they win games. They, they've won like 21 games Your the last point years. that he has been there for 18 years and established a way of doing things as well that's taken. All, that's they all I meant. can't play a lick. They're going to get I mean, beat by a 1,000. It's not a game. All right. Let's hope. <laughs> for heaven's sake, let's hope, man. Let's hope. <laughs> Your point is well taken. But it means nothing. It, no, it but I, 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 I just a, want him to know I get what he's trying to say. But you know you're not – they shouldn't have a ton of busts. You're not going to just – they will be well coached. Fine. It, but that's good. Yeah. That's a good test. Yeah, that's well, a better test than UMass. UMass was a train so. wreck. I, I, that team was awful. That's the worst team that's ever played in Doak besides maybe Murray State. Ten years ago, well, wasn't Matt, Petrino's was, brother or whatever that well, came in here? Well, you're right. Uh, was, uh, Eighty tough. some odd points. They're, they're, those are the Mount Rushmores. <laughs> yeah, those, uh, uh, those that, uh, that Idaho team was that really was troubling. Something to behold that and day. Just like Jimbo had something against them. Well, that was crazy, and then he was mad about it afterwards yeah. with the handshake. And Jimbo looked at him like he, what's wrong with yeah, you? Jameis played so like I dropped eighty seven, some odd points. Seven drives, but Jameis only played like seven drives. Oh, man. Seminole Headlines is off to a great start. 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chant TV. Thanks for listening, Headliners. As always, we appreciate it. We made it, guys. It is the start of the season. We would thank all of our sponsors, but right now we're going to thank Horizons because we're about to go have delicious food and some ice-cold beer, and we're going to enjoy the patio, and we're going to celebrate the return of football. You yeah. sing? I'm not going to sing this time. I, oh, I, I know. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not singing this time. Guys, you know the jingle. You know how it goes. And you also know that if you go in there and sing it to them, you get your meal for free. Is that something Completely we've agreed upon? free. Oh, yeah. I mean, get all the chicken and almost on shrimp set. and everything. But you're not going to sing? I'm not going to sing. Sorry, guys. Y'all act like you don't like it, so I don't want to do it. But what, what we do like, I like the pimento cheese, and I love you the do. chicken sandwich that they have. Your chicken sandwich is on point. Like, it's as good as there yeah, is in the, the in the game. It's the 38 thing it's called. 38 right? chicken sandwich. Yeah, yeah. It's delicious. delicious. I like it. But I always get the sun. What is it? Sunset or sunrise shrimp? It's the one with the sun in it, guys. It's the shrimp. It's good. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. It's really That's, good, yeah. You get it in the tacos. I do. I get and it we get it as an appetizer. That's right. We it do. is fantastic. Uh, All the food is great. Great beer selection, great people. We sit on the patio. It's going to be that type of weather during football season. We've had celebrations at Horizons before. We yeah. have, man. We go there. You actually have a pretty decent chance of seeing one of us and because we're real, at Horizons that's really a lot. That's really the draw. That is the draw. We might be draw. there, folks. And I was going to say, I've been there for brunch. I don't know if you two gentlemen have, have been yeah. there for brunch. Mm-hmm. But you got the NFL season coming right around the corner. It's going to be, by your listening to this, it might have already started. Go there for brunch, and then you got your direct TV. You can watch your NFL teams while you're eating your eggs. Ira, where is Horizons? It's up on Bannerman Crossing off Thomasville Road at the intersection of Bannerman back there in that plaza. You know who's, what favorite restaurant Santa Claus's favorite restaurant is? Oh, <laughs> I'm not doing it. Almost got him. Almost got him. Ho, 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 Horizons. <laughs> and that's a wrap. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. Seminal Headlines rolling on. By the way, question we got in the chat 
if it does turn out to be a lopsided affair instead of a nail biter, as Corey's predicting, <laughs> right? Brett writes, serious question. If this game is a blowout at half, how much does JT play in the second half? Well, he better not play in the second half. I, I would I would hope not. Maybe What's one the series? score? I mean, What's the score to to, to say I'm not putting you back in the game? Remember like, when seriously? Jimbo remember when Jimbo would like put EJ back out there for one like to start yeah. third and then he would no, hate. No, no, he would, would put a, he'd be playing in the middle of the fourth quarter. Well, because up by four scores. a lot of times he'd put him in and be like, okay, after this next series. Yeah. But then he'd get mad about something in the yeah. series yeah. and make him go Roll back him out back there out again there. and then get mad about something else. And they'd end up playing four quarters. If you're up 56 to seven or something in the third quarter, I just don't see the point in playing. But him. what I if mean, it's like 31 to seven? I, I mean, still, you still probably play him in the second, at least one bit. drive. Uh, you you want to get one. You want to get one more score, and then get out. I would think. I, it really doesn't matter. It really does matter how efficient they are, how how well they play when they're out there. I mean, if they get what they want in four series from him, right. I don't know what you're going to discover in series five or six but or you, seven. You played. You obviously played yeah. more football than these two guys. Um, how much of it would be like? Do you want to get some guys like your offensive linemen? That are going to be playing eighty-five snaps in real games, close to playing. A, a, you'd probably want them to play close to sixty and not just forty-four because they might be dog tired on sun, the next Sunday if they're not used to playing. If they're not 85. in shape by now, Corey. They're not going to be in shape in one. So you don't think that, that, that would be, that one day is going to have a big difference? I don't right, think so. Okay. No, I'm serious. I, I I get why you're asking. I don't think there's a lot to learn in this game. I Again, I, and people may disagree with me. That's fine. I don't think there's a lot to learn here. I like that they have it because they get to work out the bugs in the system. You know, you, like the, There'll be a smoothness to the operation a week later because you can work out the kinks yeah. here. But it's such a physical mismatch. It's like if you're in a situation where, I, I don't know, a good example, but if you're a, a, a senior late in high school team playing an eighth-grade team, and what are you really learning by running by those kids with your starters for three quarters? Like I, I'm giving everybody else an See, opportunity. I, I don't here. like the analogy. I would say Duquesne's a JV team, okay, <laughs> not an eighth grade team. That's just, my, that's just our difference. And a well coached JV team but, at that. But my point would be, I, like, you're going to need to see Tate Rodemaker get reps here, yeah. and you know, this is a game to play him. Let's call it the way you would call it. If he had to go in and play because Jordan missed a series or a quarter. Go out there and see how they do. See how well they how crisp can they make it? You know how how well do they execute? Any game where you're favored by a gazillion, the coach rarely talks about the other team and pretty much talks about handling your own business. Coaches are always going to remind each player of the Is there a line group, on this one? I have not seen it. I I maybe off the board. Just the Cameron I, line. I'll go look That's 24 we'll, and a half. Uh, we'll find it cuz we're Director Matthew and I are both sporting guys, so he'll look it up right now. But I would tell you that, you know, every coach I ever played for and every coach I've ever heard talk in, in games where teams are favored by, you know, five and six touchdowns, they're talking a lot about, look, man, go out, take care of your business, execute what we've told you to do, and make sure that those reps mean something. And let's get these other guys in. Let's give these other guys an opportunity to get their feet wet, but too. The, let's see how they play. I think the unique thing with this game, in particular for Florida State, especially on offense, is, you know, Johnny Wilson's never really done much at the college level. Deuce Spann's done next to nothing. Trey Benson has done absolutely nothing. Like, I think it is important for those guys to have good moments. Like, even if it is against Duquesne, you want it, You want them to do well on, on a, in a, a game that's televised with people in the stands. That, that I think, matters. Yeah, so the, you do want to accomplish that. I think the reps are going to be much more important on the offensive side of the ball because you've got so many new faces. Uh, I think there's a chance, looking at the depth chart, there's a chance seven of the 11 starters will be guys either – 
brand new starters or with Darius's case starting in a new position. Mm-hmm. So that's a completely different offense than you had a year ago. I mean, really, the only holdovers would be Jordan, uh, Dylan Gibbons, and Robert Scott. And you know, Pokey. And, and, and if Cam McDonald starts, yeah. it, or Pokey wins that job. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be a very new offense. So I definitely think on that side of the ball, I think on the defensive side of the ball, the quicker you can get Jamie Robinson and Akeem Dent get and Kalen Oche off the field, that's in Robert Scott and Robert Cooper and Fabian Lovett. Those guys maybe get the ends, you know, get the ends going because those guys are new. But but those guys that on that defense, those guys have played a lot of football. They've had success. Those guys need to get off the field. The offense, man, I'd let them play for a while because it is a really new group overall. Yeah, but you also run the risk of like, you know, what if Johnny Wilson twists an ankle when you're up by five touchdowns when in the third quarter? Stepping on some guy's shoulder from <laughs> yeah, Duke. Yeah, when he's doing a Heisman pose. I think that honestly they'll They'll have a snap count. They'll decide this is what we want to do going into the game, and you know how many series that turns out to be. I don't know. Could be three series. Could be seven series. Could be four, five series. I don't know. But would you have a snap count or a production count? Like I would go into this game, and this is Corey Clark, head coach, saying I want Deuce Span to catch five passes. <laughs> I want Johnny Wilson to catch seven passes, and I don't care how it happens or when. We can do it all in the first half. We can do it all in the first three drives. I want those guys because they are going to be a huge part of this offense to feel good about themselves going into a completely different environment the next week. Yeah, I I understand where you're going, and I, I don't completely disagree with that. There you go. But, that's, but, a, but, that's a step up from where we've been early in the show. Completely disagree. I, completely disagree with I don't it. need them to get fat on Duquesne. I need them to be healthy for LSU. So one of the things that I would say is I, I would have – they're going to call the most vanilla game that you'll see all year long. I mean, they, they're not going to show anything to LSU. Because you run a lot of stuff off of that stuff to the outside. We, you know, I don't want to get into all the stuff they do, but they run things off of those plays where they move their quarterback and they. Get, you're just not going to show anything. The secondary plays off of that, the the third play off of that, because you're going to want to set that up for down the line. So I don't know. I think they'll want to execute their base offense for a few series. If that works out well, I would think they'll score. Now, you're right. I mean, it's football. Tipped pass gets picked off, and it's a wasted series. You know, all of a sudden you ran two plays, and a ball just got popped up in the air. That could prolong it, but not much, because the question is not whether or not you're going to win the game. It's just by how much. So, again, I need every one of these guys, all hands on deck for LSU. That is a more talented roster than Florida State. You're going to need all your starters to be ready to go. I thought you Duquesne. (laughs) I was going to agree with you on that. I'm glad we found a middle ground. Uh, no, I, you're going to need all your starters against LSU because that's going to be a war. I think you know you can talk yourself into circles in this, but on the one hand, you'd say for a game like this, if you want to end it as quickly as possible, you want to you probably want to run it down their throats. I would step on their necks by being brutal physically, physically. and run it right up. Yeah, which I think is fair, <laughs> but I can also, but I <laughs> but I could also see a scenario where you want to get the passing game off. Because of what that could do for you against LSU, yeah, the rhythm and I, and I think if, if 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 you know if Johnny Wilson goes out there and catches eight passes for a hundred and something yards, if Micah Pittman catches you know seven for one ten, I mean now that I think that would dictate some things to LSU defensively about changing some preconceived notions they had based on Florida State in twenty twenty one versus twenty twenty two, even against who they're going against. Just seeing that, I think they're going to have to at least consider being a little bit more straight up. And, and and I think that's what that's better for you going into that game than if you than if they're challenging you, and you might be able to beat them. You might be able to beat them with the the pass if they try to challenge you to do it. But 
you then have to do it. Whereas my, if you can back them off, now you can get that running game going. So my argument would ways. be you wouldn't need to show it a lot. They just have to show it a few times. Right. Like So what I'm saying is that they see, oh, well, Mike is different than anybody they had last year. Johnny Wilson's different than anybody they had last year. Well, then the, the point's been made. They don't need right. six catches That's as fair. opposed to four. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I just that point can be made in a few series. And then I would get those guys out of there. I just I am not risking if we're up forty two to nothing in the third quarter and they roll Johnny Wilson back out there for a well, meaningless, that would be crazy, right? Don't yeah. do it. You can't well, unless do he it. has zero catches for somehow. Uh, yeah, I mean, you you well, won't. We got a problem either yeah, way. Because yeah. if he's got zero catches at that point, well then I, I was talking long, to Ira Day. Oh, go ahead. Ira. How long would it have to go on before you just made your way down to the front row and started screaming at Norvell? <laughs> Like if they were, if it's like, close, yeah. if it was like sixty to nothing and he's still out there, like oh at what point God. would you just lose your mind? Oh, I can't. I don't even like to think about this. I can't. He's not going to do that. He's not going to do that. <laughs> Wouldn't that, that be a, a great problem? Crazy to have hypothetical. How does Norvell handle a sixty-point lead? <laughs> yeah. Oh, and he, I, he may get the opportunity. He but may. Hey, get the that opportunity. would be something. I, I can't imagine that stadium would lose their minds if the starters rolled out there in the middle of the third quarter of a sixty-to-nothing game. Trying to game. get to a hundred. Like Mike, guess, like uh, what are you doing? Houston did back in the day against <laughs> yeah. SMU. Um, I was going to say, though, I was talking to Ira about this. Like, look, man, Johnny Wilson again today at practice, Just he, he was the best player on the field. Again, he makes a couple of ridiculous That's exciting. I mean, that really is, all jokes aside, that is a huge development this fall is so, that he, he found the consistency he didn't have in the spring. It, but, he, yeah, he's making all the catches, mm-hmm. but he's going out and making special catches too. So I'm, I'm with Ira now. I'm not even qualified anymore. He, I think he's the best player on the offense. He has been the last three weeks, in my opinion. But uh, he just he makes plays. But – you know, I wonder what LSU is going to do. Getting back to LSU real quick. We'll get we'll focus back I on thought, the game. I thought you were second. worried about the no. Duquesne game. So say he goes out and has five for a hundred. Or even yeah. if he doesn't, he has two for eighty. What is LSU <laughs> gonna do to him? Two well, for eighty. Well, you know, a sixty five yarder and a fifteen yarder. Duquesne, man. <laughs> yeah, it's Duquesne, Everybody right? knows Duquesne's gonna play bump and run. <laughs> That's it. And if you hit gate. it, yeah. If you hit it, it's gonna be a big play. So he's out the gate. Will LSU um because he's this California kid. He's never been in an environment like this. He's never really done much in college. He, oh, you did a great job against Duquesne. Awesome. Are they going to get in his face and play bump and run and try to bully him all over the field? Or, But he's not a body type you can really do that with. So I wonder how you defend... Johnny Wilson, yeah, if you're LSU. I, 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 think I don't know how great they feel about their corners. They have a lot of transfers that because came in with, you with wanna, experience. And I'm being stereotypical, but... Yes, a I Cal- would jam California him. kid I would jam has him. never really done much. They're going to jam him, Corey. That's the answer. But, gonna, man, well, he you is can, a tough kid to the, jam. The, the, that's fine. You can argue that's what they're going yeah, to do. Yeah, So they're that's what – I'm think, not talking about Duquesne. I'm saying LSU. But that was my point well, to Ira. Duquesne does Duquesne's against. got a plan for my man. Um, <laughs> but I think uh, that's what that's the, the one final thing we have to see from Johnny Wilson, in my opinion. Correct. Is and it's how a big does he thing. handle very aggressive, in-your-face, talking the whole game – by the way, by the way, really good that's true of all big receivers. The, the opposing defenses are going to jam him to see if they can slow him his release. And we brought up, uh, we brought up Kelvin Benjamin in the thirteen Florida game. How the first quarter and a half looked like he didn't want to be there. He kind of shied away from the moment, and then he became their dad. He literally just adopted the whole cornerbacks. <laughs> That's funny, Preston, Preston. By the way, yeah, he's, he's, he's being great. Uh, he's being great. I actually, I, I listen. And we got to go to break, but I think that is no doubt that better defenses that play FSU are going to go. They're going to do what they did last year. And that is a tough dude to do it to. Good, though, if he's good. In it. I hope the yeah. answer is Johnny Wilson. I would love to have that celebration with you. I don't know yet. KB I don't know was. Yet. I got distracted by. 
Preston's question. Because, but yeah, I mean, KB uh, who's running? Florida. Who's talking? Pre- Simpson or Clark? KB in that Florida game, though. My Ooh. goodness. I mean, he's just throwing, throwing dudes, dudes like, dudes like they're seven-year-olds. Yeah, like he just finally got mad yeah. about it. Well, once he realized the refs were going to let it go, it. and yeah. he was like, okay, I'll throw you into the third row, and he did. I mean, we should, were, we should, that's what we should watch. We should go back and just watch that. That I was did. I, was I watched in, it a couple days ago. We were all in Gainesville for that game. A couple days ago. Did you watch it? I did. I watched the highlights of that game. Just to get myself ready for football season, twenty twenty two Florida. You State guys football. have put enormous amounts of pressure on poor Johnny Wilson. Don't care. I mean, my God, he's too good every day. I don't care. These two guys. I'm like, I'm like Johnny. I, I think you can be good. I'm not telling these people that you're freaking Kelvin Benjamin. I, I mean, he's immune. He's immune to the uh, the, the pressure. <laughs> Hopefully, he's not listening. Hopefully, he's I think just that's gonna a go. safe bet. That is probably a safe <laughs> bet. Seminal headlines, ninety three three Real Talk Radio, War Chant Team. Hey, headliners and elite headliners. It's Ira here, and it's time to talk Shopify. As you remember, a couple of years ago, we wanted to create and sell headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you. But we had no idea where to get started. Now we're selling Yay Sausage shirts, and it's so easy. All because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're a startup working out of your man cave or IPO ready, Shopify is the only tool you need to grow your business without all the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point of sale system or offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Whatever you need, you're covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love most about Shopify is how, no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up today for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase, and they'll help you grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Go to shopify.com slash warchant. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for Warchant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. What's a score that would have you, either one of you, kind of very concerned Anything within 17. Oh, yeah. Points. Sure. So the offense scoring less than 40. 35 to 20. 34 to 20. Oh, God. 35 to 20. You just sent chills down my spine, <laughs> sir. My <laughs> God. I mean, I mean what are we doing here? I, I may not go to New Orleans if it's 35 yeah. to 20. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, you would. You just uh, would go with uh, go to the sports book and have yeah. a good time. Yeah. That's a toughie. Um, no, I, I really. I think I've made it abundantly clear my feelings on this game. Scores are weird sometimes. Uh, you can watch a game played and you look at the score and you that's not really reflective of how this game was played. But well, when matchups like this, I, I don't think there's much to worry about. But what I do think what for fans that are going to wa- go to the stadium or watch it on TV, I think there's a lot to look at for fans. Are the watch-along we're doing on Or during yeah. the watch-along. It, it's very important chain. to point that out. There yeah. is uh, it's, it's a buck, everybody. It's a dollar. to be, There it is, right there on your screen if you're watching on Warchant TV. Warchant.com on three. One dollar for one year. Calling all FSU fans. Sign up now before they yank that dollar off. dollar for the year. And well, we to have pat the, ourselves on the back, we are now the, the number most, one network yep. on, on three, and it took us like three weeks. Didn't take much time. They saw Cameron, 
they then turned and saw Ira, Corey. They were like, well, this is over before I keep going. And then they have the plethora of all the other talent. Yeah. But this alone was going to get it's us there, juggernaut. guys. This yeah. is an absolute juggernaut. So, by the way, uh, that is cool. Congratulations to us. Um, but but <laughs> I, I, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You should say thank you as well. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> we are awesome. And we have the watch-along so, <laughs> on Saturday with Dominic Robinson. So hold uh, on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get it all Oh, I didn't know. Sorry about there, that, buddy. Man. Yeah, yeah. There's just so much content. I mean, geez. It is a lot. So uh, right now you're listening to Seminole Headlines, which will go on throughout the course of the year, of course. That's uh, that's all year long. Uh, the Jeff Cameron Show every afternoon, Wake Up War Chant. Then you've got the content on the website, warchant.com, with all the articles you guys write and everybody else produces and does as well. And then, of course, we have Sunday Smash, which kicks ass. Yep. And then the, you mentioned the, the watch along. We had a pregame show, in game show, post game show. And you're Forget a nice happy hour pregame show Friday the night at 530. before. And in the coop with Robert Cooper. On Monday, on Monday, I watched it last night. I mean, and plus uh, Aslan and I do a live show in the middle of the week uh, yeah. in the evenings. Literally, it's every day on Warchant TV. But it's the, almost uh, too much. The watch. The, <laughs> the cool thing about the watch long, though, real quick, is it is going to be Dominic Robinson's going to be on it with our staff, yes. interacting, talking through the game, which is going to be cool because he's man. He is. He was texting me this morning about how the guy, like he said, he he lays in bed. Have you guys watched that Queen's Gambit? Yeah, you yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. He said that he's got that problem. Thinking like, about the chess moves? Yes, he does with football. He said he lays in bed and just sees football, like, and just nonstop. And so he's like really. Like Jeff Bowden. Very much, very much. I'm sure. Well he'll, done. Maybe he'll share <laughs> that some. That was really good. That this was is, really this good. This is just like how JB used to call it. So yeah. um, am I allowed to ask him, because I'm going to interview Dominic this week, I yes. think. I think that's going to happen, and I'm looking forward to it. Am I allowed to ask him about his time with Jeff? Oh, I'm sure you sure, can. Man. What he what he says, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um but I would say that. But that, what I was going to say though—that's how his mind works for people. Yeah, the football mind. Yes, he does. And when you're—that's uh, why I told him. I told him I was like, man, I'm glad I don't have that problem. I'm simple. Yeah. Just <laughs> tell me what I got to do today. I got other that's, things I do in life. All, <laughs> that's all I'm worried about. But um, no. But I was going to say for people that are watching, we you know we get to see them every day. Thanks, Mike Norvell, for the access. So we know what this team looks like. We know what these players look like. It's going to be cool for a lot of fans to see. Johnny Wilson, Tatum Bethune. Tatum Bethune did not play in the spring game. We've been talking that guy up for eight months now, and this will be the first chance people really get to see Tatum Bethune. The Jared Verse, Azaria Thomas, Jared yeah. Verse, Sam mm. McCall. I mean, there's a you know Micah Pittman. There's a lot of guys on this team that are really going to be getting their first. People are going to be getting their first taste of them. So even against Duquesne, I think that's cool because there's a lot to look forward to. It's like back in the day when you guys would watch Florida State to watch the backups. Man, because yeah. we we did a lot of that, and and it was always one five star being replaced by the next great five star right. who yep. was just younger. There's yeah. something to look forward to, even yeah. in a blowout. And I think this game is going to be, even if it is a blowout, or if it happens, be, if, yeah. it happens yeah. if it happens, we'll, we'll see. There's a lot of young guys, a lot of freshmen on this team that I think you'll get to see play as well. So I think it's going to be a fun game. Yeah, I'm I'm actually really excited, you know, about the young offensive linemen that will get a chance right. to play. And I've been talking about this a lot. I I think the future is very bright for Florida State. Of course, the question that we all have is how quickly do we arrive at that future where the successes are, you know, obviously uh, the weight towards the successes are greater than what we've seen over the last five years. I would like to think that a big part of that is going to be this group that are the backups of this offensive line. they got a talented true freshman. They've got a redshirt freshman that I like a lot. To, I think it's going to go on to be a very good player. They have another freshman that – uh, I think if he gets into a good shape and he's pretty close already, is on the verge of being a really good player. They have three or four offensive linemen that they may not have to play at all in any meaningful snaps this year that will get a chance to play in this game because right. you can play these guys four games. Yeah, 
I can't wait to see them because they're all uniquely gifted compared to the crop that they were bringing in in the last few years. So this is the first group where I've gone, he can play, he can play. He's got, I mean, that's the right frame, his body tight, he's got good feet. All that stuff is there. Julian Armella today, I was watching them a little bit when we went inside the IPF towards the end of practice and Corey's watching the, the pass catchers, which, mm-hmm. which he does. I was watching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tom wasn't there right then, so I had to watch the trenches. And Julian Armella had a couple really good reps against older dudes. Yeah, he I has. Mean, well, that's why those older dudes talk about him because they'll whip his ass sometimes and put him and put him on his. But he also will have reps where he wins against a junior or a senior, and you'll watch those guys. They show respect to him. That's very rare for a true freshman to walk in who wasn't even here in the spring to walk in and have yeah. those reps. I watched him have a great rep against Fabian Lovett. Who does that unless they have a skill set and a body type and a strength to them at a young age? It's very rare. Now, he turned around and got whooped by him the next rep. Lovett was pissed. But when that happens, you're like, okay, there's something there. And he's got a work ethic to him, too. You always, you know, we've heard him talk. Uh, Julian cares a lot about football. He cares a lot about being great at football. So you know he's going to put in the requisite work. And that and and he's not the only guy. A, a lot of those freshmen and redshirt freshmen, I like it. Yeah, not just at the line of scrimmage. You know, I asked Norvell about that today because uh, A. Z. Thomas and and Johnny Wilson had four reps in a row on one and ones where it went two and two. Like yeah. Johnny snatched a couple over him, and then A. Z. came back and ripped the ball away a couple times and almost intercepted one. And how valuable, invaluable, I even say. Like, I like that's, it. that's more than valuable. Yeah. It's so invaluable. valuable you can't you even can't, describe you it. You put an N in front of it. Um, English language is a little weird. You can't it? quantify it. Yeah, but you can't. Not the exact value. Right. Yeah. Um, it's indescribable how invaluable those reps are. Right, uh, right. Yeah. Not undescribable. No. Indescribable, yeah. Um, so, that, man, what that means to both those guys. Like, AZ Thomas might be one of the most talented corners Johnny Wilson plays. If we're talking about like in just November, in the November, yeah, just yeah. sheer talent and body type, and same thing on the other side, like he's not going to face many six seven receivers, and they really are making each other better. Like they really are. That, well, that's that, what's supposed to happen and, in practice. And, yeah. and that, exactly, and, that, and it, but it hasn't gotten to happen much around here lately. Yeah. Until this this camp, and I think, and we've seen it a lot in a different, a lot of different situations. This one I thought was pretty magnified because Johnny kind of mossed him on one. He like should. It, he's six it, seven. He should, and he's older. And, yeah. And Azari Thomas is a freshman, but you're, you kind of wonder, like, okay, how does that impact an Azari Thomas? Yeah. I mean, he's been through three or four weeks of camp. Hope so it just he, pissed him off. Yeah. And he came back, man, and he got physical, and he won. Yeah. I don't reps. think like the yeah. quarterback had no chance because he was all over Johnny. Williams. I don't think they'll keep him off the field. I really uh, don't. Nope. I I think Azari is going to make some mistakes, but. As all freshmen do, he's just so talented. He's a lot more talented than the guy starting in front of him, and and so, you know, how soon can he know what he's doing, and be trustworthy? Because uh, I don't care how talented do you, you are if they don't trust you. But do you see similarities between Azaria Thomas on that side of the ball and Deuce Span on the other side of the ball? Like how long? I think Azaria is further along in his but skill how, set. But I, Deuce is at his. But the skill but sets the, that there, the potential the that's upside, there, the upside, the upside for Deuce Span yeah. is like how do you? How long do you keep him off the field because he's more talented than the people that might be in front of him? And, Correct. And he's starting. It's becoming more and more consistent. I, I feel like during camp, Deuce Span started off hot. Then kind of had a little bit of a stretch where he was kind of adjusting. Zaria Thomas is the same way yeah. to some extent. Right. Yep. But yeah. I thought Span the last today, and I think at the end of last week, it was like, okay, it's coming back again. He's probably the X factor, right? Everybody's always searching for that X factor. We the, could ask about it, like the do Span. The fact that they put him as an or as a starter, well, that surprised me. There's two things to that in my mind. One, it's that they need him to be that guy. He's got because he's the only one with like an NFL skill set at wide receiver. They don't have. I mean, Johnny. Uh, Johnny. Well, Johnny's a big, a big bodied guy that might get there on that alone. I'm talking about the speed to go with the size. Nobody touches Deuce in that regard. 
But he's raw. He's raw, and he's come along so fast it's from getting spring refined to quickly. Year. It yeah. is, and so they're hoping like hell, obviously, that this happens sooner well, rather he than said, later. Uh, did you ask him about Deuce, or did uh, or at the Democrat uh, ask him about Deuce? I think like, it was uh, Carter. Carter, yeah. yeah. Um, he asked him like, how how much do you envision Deuce Span being a part of the offense this year? And he's like, uh, we hope a great deal. Yeah. Like we well, plan, because we it, plan it changes who they are. Yeah, man. It changes what they can do and if, how teams can play you. If he can grow up exponentially and be a different player by the middle of October than he is now, man, you are talking about, like you said, he is an NFL talent. Yeah, yeah, he, he might not make the NFL. He might not catch 12 passes at Florida State. Well, he has the ability to be an NFL, just the, well, the body to be an NFL and receiver. And look, man, like we could sit here and we've this, this fan base has analyzed everything about Jordan Travis as a passer for the last three years. Mm-hmm. And that's fair. I get it. But, man, think of the dudes that are going to be trotting out there this fall compared to what it's been the last yeah. two years. I mean, these are guys with catch radiuses. That are tall, can jump, can run. Yeah, Malik McLean's in that mix too now. Yes, yeah, that yeah, makes cool. Quarter- yeah, quarterbacking is a lot more fun when you're throwing to those dudes as opposed to throwing nine routes uh. to five ten guys. <laughs> and yeah, I didn't I, quite drop it in that tiny little bucket. So what I kept saying about the receivers was, I didn't need you to be good. I just needed you to get to be middle of the pack of the ACC. They were ass sorry last year. They have the worst receiving core in the league. And this is the league. worst these eyes have seen. Well, that's a league that has Georgia Tech. Mm-hmm. It's a league that's got Syracuse. It's a league that has Duke. Wake. Well, Wake's, like I know Wake's, Wake's good Wake's now, got some talent. But it's but, still Wake Forest. But like, I'm why saying, would, they should never have better well, receivers than you. You're right. What ought to be and what is yeah. are two different things with Wake, but they actually have talent. Yes. But Duke doesn't, and the, Georgia Tech doesn't, and the, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's frustrating to watch Boston College roll out there with a better receiving core than Florida State. And they have a, they had a better receiving core than Florida State. So what I thought coming into camp was, can you get to be the seventh best ACC core of receivers? Eighth? Because if so, there, it changes everything about your no, offense. I think, I think so. they're there. They're, they're, I think they're going to be top half. You think that? Yeah, which is like sixth, sixth yeah, or seventh. Fifth, yeah, fifth. we're not. We don't think this is uh, the, the best could, receiving core in the country. Clemson's better. NC State's better at receiver. Uh, I think North Carolina's probably better, but uh, they may not be a better team. But they, North Carolina's better at receiver. But Florida State's not so f- the gap. Yeah, they're not. A, a no, Grand we're not Canyon talking about them anymore. being down there at eleventh or twelfth. And like the thing with Deuce, man, I got you. Got to give him and this coaching staff a lot of credit because when we saw him in the spring, none of us thought it was going to happen this fall. No, I was if sad. At all. I was kind of sad yeah. actually. I was thinking, oh, he's a two-year project, right? And and that's best case scenario. Watching him catch passes now, man, all different kinds mm-hmm. of catches. He's catching it with soft hands, with his hands, not letting it get to his body. I mean, he looks like a wide receiver now. Well, that's the difference. If Florida State has two of those guys emerge, because one of those was guaranteed to happen, it was going to be Winston Wright. And, yeah. and that is so bitterly disappointing for the young man and for the team and for all of us who wanted to see this team take a big step forward. Without being crass, I care more about him being physically okay. And he is. It's just going to take time. We'll see when he comes back. But that said... Winston Wright was going to be the guy because you already had the evidence. 60-plus yeah. catches. I mean, uh, you know, West Virginia, you saw it in Power 5 level. So when he went down with the car accident injury, you thought, man, Mike Norvell cannot catch a break. I mean, that guy was guaranteed. These others maybe, but that guy was guaranteed. So then right off the bat, you lost the one thing you had in the transfer portal that was a given. That guy was going to start day one. And so then that didn't happen, and I thought, well, Malik McLean's got to take a step forward. Pokey's got to take a step forward. And one of these guys, the combination of Johnny Wilson, who we knew was a good blocker with a big body, 
Micah Pittman, who's a tough kid, who really didn't do much at Oregon, but he's a tough kid, had a good spring. And then the, the other being uh, Deuce Man. We were saying, which of these three guys can emerge? Maybe all three, then you'd really be happy. But and That's where I think you are. But one of those guys but, needed yeah. to emerge with consistency. Yeah, at the end of the spring, you're thinking, okay, it's going to be Micah Pittman. But again, he's there's some limitations to what Micah Pittman there can do. Is. He he's a small guy, yeah. Same body type. And then you got to wonder about the durability at that body type. He's going to be going across the middle. He's got to make a lot safeties. of tough catches in the middle of the yeah. field, but that's I think he's a he's a kind of a red ass in that he, way. He likes to do it. 100 yeah. percent And so yeah, there's no doubt he he's not gonna back down. Right. Um right. but what's amazing though is you look at that depth chart and there there's a possibility based on the oars, how it all plays out, that all three wide receiver spots could be those yeah. transfers. And Winston Wright won't be one of them because he's still not back yet. Right. And he was the one sure thing. He was the one sure thing. Yeah. I I I Knock on wood that he's able to play this year and, and and help them because they had some big games against really good defensive units like NC State and Clemson. Uh, I think by the end of the year, Ford will be pretty good on defense. You're going to need that guy to come back. We'll see. I don't know how quickly he can. Knock on wood. But I talked to Corey about writing something about the transfer. Their hit rate on the transfers is pretty impressive. We talked to Norvell about that today. They did a good job, man. I think of the 13 guys they brought in, almost all of them are on the two deep, and several of them are going to start. Right now, if I'm assessing this coaching staff, they're better at getting transfer portal Yes, picks right than they are in terms of overall recruiting freshmen uh, yeah. at a high school. I think the freshmen are pretty good no, too. No, no, this year, but, they but we're talking they have well been the they, but that they're fortieth or whatever they are in the country in recruiting right now. They're not good when it comes to these kids out of high school. Get it right, Jeff. I think they're nineteenth yeah. on the on Close three. To 40. They're on three on the. He rankings. goes with the uh, femoral recruiting <laughs> rankings. <laughs> of course he does. He's using their advanced. He was using the LSU guys recruiting rankings. Well, when we talk about the kids that they're hitting on or not hitting on in the state of Florida, they're true. It's not close. But, but the evaluation of what they're doing in the portal and the the point that I think Iris making is like the the, the Rodney Hills of the world. And no, I mean a lot of people could see AZ Thomas. But uh, well, the, hey, Sam McCall and AZ Thomas, they, that's, it's a hit. Those that's are good. Those that's are good hits. that they got. But Brian, everybody Brian Courtney those. was a very good evaluation. Yeah. I think. I mean, Josh Farmer, obviously. I mean, he was a lo- somewhat Shaheen local. Shaheen Brown, maybe. Brown, maybe. I mean, the I mean kid, these no guys, offers. These guys got to produce, but yeah, they they look good. But yeah, they've. They've hit more home runs in the transfer portal for sure. Their ability to assess talent is not what I'm questioning. Yeah. They do a very good yeah. job in the transfer portal, though. Those guys are hits. You a lot of those go guys are in the recruit. portal for a reason, so a lot of times you're kind of like, oh, I don't yeah. know why. I'm but that's what I'm saying. They've, they've done hit. a good Trey Benson's going to have right. a good year. I believe that. I think yeah. Michael Pittman is obviously a huge upgrade for what they didn't have. Winston Wright would have been. It's not, you know, it's a yeah. shame that he got hurt. We'll see what Johnny Wilson does. I think he's an upgrade for sure. Certainly they don't have anybody like him. I was watching Bless Harris today. We thought he was going to be a project. He's. He's a solid offensive tackle, man. I watched him go up against McClendon, a couple other guys today. Bless Harris can play. That's another well, he's starting game. for you. So, but you went and got him from Lamar. Mm-hmm. You know but what I'm saying? They, real quick, Emmanuel, who you brought over from right. Charlotte. Yeah, they're not below average at any position anymore. Right, a tight end. But they are point. absolutely I, I, good. I, I, I'm I, I'm not, maybe that. Not but, with you. But the other one, the <laughs> offensive line, you. wide receiver, and <laughs> linebackers, they were below average last year, or close to it. They are at least average and probably a little bit above average. Maybe at all three. Than they were certainly compared to where they were last year, but just in the relative scheme of the ACC, yeah. I think they've gotten better at every position that matters besides, you know, tight end. Simino headlines, hour number two, headliner questions forthcoming. Stay with.